Bible.com, an easy way to study hard. Ask a question. Do you have homework questions and our subject matter experts have answers? Ask away. Most questions are answers in as fast as 30 minutes and you'll be notified by email when your answer is ready. Find a solution. Proofread your paper. Bible experts will look over your paper with your advanced grammar and spell checkers. Part will be learned. Access step-by-step solutions to millions of textbook problems. A searchable database of solutions to homework questions and subject matter experts on standby. So number seven, when you're stuck. Part will be right. Write better right now. Scan for accidental plagiarism. Check spelling and grammar and format citations. Focus so you can spend less time writing out and get the grade you want. Part will be tutored. 24-7 online tutoring services. Gives you personalized instruction that you want and the flexibility you demand. With many options, you can find the best fit for your lifestyle and study habits. Part will be learned. Search, solve, succeed. Study smarter with access to millions of step-by-step textbook solutions, a searchable digital database of homework solutions, and subject matter experts on standby 24-7 to provide homework help when you need it. Subscribe and your Designed to reduce mistakes, improve writing habits, and transfer OK essays into Stellar One so you can submit your paper with confidence all for only $9.99 a month. Try Bartleby Write. 24 7 personal writing tour, plagiarism checker. Bartleby will help you catch missing citations, accidental copy text, and other mistakes, giving you supreme confidence in your original work. Grammar and spell checker, offer your own success story with writing help to eliminate mistakes. Every Early scoring, follow the advanced algorithm, scans your paper and compares it to thousands of similar papers to proceed produce a score before you turn it in. Citation assistance, whether it's MLA grammar checks or APA assistance, citing source in the search. Try it today. Part will be tutor, one-on-one tutoring on your schedule. <coughs> whether it's a one-time question or a homework problem that needs a private study session. Solution Bartleby's taught you their team of live tutors are available 24-7. Get started today with a free 15-minute session on them to find a tutor. Get a tutor on your computer. All tutoring sessions occur in real time via messaging or audio for easy collaboration on homework help, textbook solutions, and more. 24-7 availability. Tutors are on demand day or night and can accommodate your school and life balance when you're ready to study. So is Bartleby. Flexible options don't pay for tuning time you won't use by 30, 60, 120 minute increments, whichever best fits your needs. Didn't use all your minutes? Roll them over to another session. Many subjects, tutors are available in over 20 subjects. Parliament experts will help you will help make sense of the toughest concepts in engineering, math, physics, business, and more. Find a tutor ready to get started. Sign up for 24-7 homework help now. Good morning. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. Today's Flotus story is Carolyn Harrison, wife of Benjamin Harrison. Carolyn Lavinia Harrison, knee Scott, October 10th, 1832 to October 25th, 1892, was an American music teacher and the first lady of the United States from 1889 until her death. She was married to President Benjamin Harrison and she was the second first lady to die while serving in that role. 
The daughter of a college professor, Harrison was well-educated and she expressed interest in art, music, and literature throughout her life. She married Benjamin Harrison in 1853 and taught music while he engaged in a legal and political career. She was heavily involved in the community, working at a church, participating in charity work, and managing local institutions such as an orphanage and a women's club. During the Civil War, she contributed to the war effort through women's volunteer groups. When her husband was nominated for the presidency, she was a hostess as her home became the center of a front porch campaign. As First Lady Harrison took little interest in her duties as hostess and dedicated much of her time to charity work, she was in favor of women's rights as she co-founded the Daughters of the American Revolution, serving as First President General. Harrison engaged in a major undertaking to renovate the White House having much of its interior and utilities entirely redone. These renovations included the addition of electricity through the family, though the family declined to use it for fear of electrocution. Her plans for the White House would later influence the construction of the East Wing and the West Wing. She also took inventory of furnishings and other possessions kept in the White House, beginning the practice of White House historical preservation. Early Life Carolyn Lavinia Scott was born in Oxford, Ohio in, on October 10, 1832, to Mary Potts, Neil, a teacher at a girls' school, and John Witherspoon Scott, a Presbyterian minister and professor at Miami University. Carolyn's parents were abolitionists and were active in the Underground Railroad. Her great-great her great grandfather was the founder of the First Presbyterian Church in the United States as a college and of the College of New Jersey, which is later renamed Princeton University. She had two sisters and two brothers among her family. She was known as Carrie. Her father left Miami University following a dispute over the abolitionist police, and the family moved to Cincinnati. Her parents were supportive of the women's education, and they ensured that she was well-educated. While in Cincinnati, Carolyn attended a girls' school that her father founded. Carolyn's father also took a job teaching science and mathematics at Farmers College in Cincinnati. Carolyn began a courtship with Benjamin Harrison, one of her father's students at Farmers College. The extent of their relationship was kept secret, and the two would often meet for buggy and sleigh rides together. They would also secretly attend dance parties. Dancing parties, which were seen as sinful at her father's institute. When Carolyn's father was appointed the first president of the Oxford Female Institute, the Scots returned to Oxford and Benjamin transferred to Miami University so he could be close to Carolyn. In addition to enrollment as a student, Scott took a part-time job at the Institute teaching art and music. They were engaged in 1852, but delayed the marriage until the following year. While Harrison advanced his legal career, Scott took a job as a music teacher in Carrollton, Kentucky with Bethania Bishop Bennett. Bennett had previously been in charge of the Oxford Music Institute. Carolyn was severely overworked while in Kentucky, which negatively affected her health. As a result, she and Benjamin went sooner than originally planned. They were married in October 20, 1853, with Carolyn's father presiding. Benjamin and Carolyn were often contrasted with one another, as Benjamin's serious personality was distinct from Carolyn's friendly demeanor. After their marriage, they stayed at the Harrison family home in North Penn, Ohio, until Benjamin was admitted to, the, admitted to the bar in 1854, at which point they moved to Indianapolis. The Harrisons struggled financially in the early years of the marriage, though the, Har- though the Harrison family had been well-to-do, their wealth had been diluted over generations. Carolyn kept house while Benjamin worked as an attorney. While she was pregnant with her first child in 1854, Carolyn stayed at her family home in Ohio. 
The Harrisons' lives were further complicated by a fire destroyed their home in Indianapolis the same year. The Harrisons had three children, two of whom survived to adulthood. Russell Benjamin Harrison was born on August 12, 1854. Mary Scott Harrison was born on April 3, 1858, and another daughter died at birth in 1861. The family lived more comfortably as Benjamin's legal career advanced. In addition to keeping house, Carolyn took up several hobbies. She began china painting and playing the piano and the organ. Harrison also established an art studio from which she taught ceramics and other forms of art. The Harrisons were active in the First Presbyterian Church. Carolyn participated in the church choir, sewing society, and fundraisers, and she also taught Sunday school. She was also active in the community, joining the Indianapolis Orphan's Asylum Board of Managers in 1860 and holding a position until her death. She served as a president of the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Women's Club. Other organizations to which she contributed include the Indianapolis Benevolent Society, a group that distributed aid in the community, and the Home of Friendless Women, a women's retirement home. Civil War and Senator's Wife Harrison experienced periods of loneliness and depression as her husband began his political career, where he was often away and their marriage was neglected. This was exhausted by the onset of the Civil War, at which time both Carolyn and Benjamin sought to help in the war effort. Carolyn joined volunteers such as the Ladies' Patriotic Association and Ladies' Sanitary Committee. When visiting her husband at the soldiers' camp, she would would many uniforms perform other chores, and when at home in Indianapolis, she would tend to wounded soldiers. She continued her education after the war, taking literature and art classes. Her pursuit of literature led to her led her to establish an impromptu club, a local literary discussion group. <coughs> While her pursuit of art became such that she began featuring her work in art exhibitions. She also took a position on the board of lady managers of the Garfield Hospital. Harrison faced several serious health problems in the 1880s. She took a severe fall on the ice, underwent surgery in 1883, and became seriously ill in 1886. In 1874, the Harrisons oversaw the construction of a 16-room house that was finished in 1875 and gave Carolyn experience in planning a home that would prove valuable when she became first lady years later. Benjamin continued to pursue politics after the war. He ran an unsuccessful campaign to be the governor of Indiana in 1876, and he was elected to the United States Senate in 1880. After his election, Carolyn also the famous homeless to the Brennan Suite in Washington, D.C. She served as an advisor in his political career and assisted in his political campaigns. Her work as a family health grew significantly when her husband was chosen as a Republican candidate for the 1888 presidential election. He ran a front porch campaign, as was common at the time. Bringing, bringing thousands of people through their home, he, she also became a public figure in her own right, and she was used in the campaign to contrast with the popular incumbent First Lady Frances Cleveland. The campaign was stressful for Harrison that she expressed hope to find privacy in the White House. Her husband was elected president and was sworn in on March 4, 1889. First Lady of the United States Harrison was responsible for a large family. In the White House, in addition to the president and herself, the White House was home to their two children and their families, Carolyn's father, Carolyn's sister, Elizabeth, and Elizabeth's little daughter. Managing this large family contributed to her image as a grandmother and as an ideal domestic life. Both her daughter and her daughter-in-law helped with the responsibilities of the First Lady. She considered domestic duties to be her primary responsibility, expressing little interest in her role as White House hostess. 
Harrison continued in her artistic pursuits while she was first lady, and she would mail ceramic milk sets to parents that named their children after the president. To appeal to the public, Harrison would arrange publicity photos of her infant grandson, properly known as Baby McKee. She also continued her charitable work as first lady, giving her little time to organize grand receptions. She did some reforms for presidential receptions. Harrison abolished the practice of handshaking in his receiving lands, and she restored dancing as a common practice. Harrison caused one major political controversy in 1889 when she accepted a seaside cottage from John Wanamaker as a gift leading to accusations of bribery. Harrison supported women's rights movements. While serving as First Lady, it was on her advice that her husband appointed Alice Sanger to the White House staff, the first woman to hold such a position. Harrison also organized education programs in the White House for the wives and dozen cabinet members, including ceramics and French classes. In 1890, Harrison was one of the founding members of the Daughters of the American Revolution, a women's organization that celebrated the contribution of women during the founding of the United States. Her involvement gave the organization legitimacy, and her first speech to the group was the first public speech to be written and delivered at, by a first lady. The same year, she and several other women helped raise funds for the John, Johns Hopkins University Medical Center School on the condition that it admit women. This was the first medical school in the United States to accept women and would lead to similar policies in other medical schools. Renovations and Preservation Well, when she became first lady, the First Lady, Harrison inspected the White House in its entirety and found many problems that she wished to address. The structure had been damaged by rot as well as by pests such as exterminates and rats. She consulted the Thomas Edison, with Thomas Edison to bring electricity into the building, but he concluded that it could not safely incorporate electrical wiring in its current state. The extended family also found that there were not enough bedrooms between them and that there was only one bathroom. She took particular issue with her integration, integration of the residential Spaces and public offices allowed residents access to the family's quarters. She wished to internally reconstruct the White House, even drawing plans with architect Frederick D. Owen, but Congress was unwilling to fund the project. Instead, Congress offered her as 35000 equivalent to $1,055,574 in 2021 for reservations, decorations, and modernization. Harrison made large changes with the allocated funds. The rooms were repainted and the drapes, carpets, and upholstery were replaced. The kitchens, which had not been updated in over 40 years, were modernized. More bathrooms were installed, and new furniture was purchased for the house. Wooden structures in the state rooms were repainted ivory, and five layers of floorboards were replaced due to rot. She oversaw the installations of electrical wiring over a period of four months, but the family and much of the staff were afraid to use the light switches. She also authorized other utilities, including the installation of a hearing heating system and modernized plumbing. The wood frame bathtubs were replaced with iron tubs. To address the rat problem, she released ferrets, and she was and she had the basement redone with concrete floors and tile walls for decoration. Harrison introduced the use of orchids as an official floor decoration at state receptions, and she also had the first White House Christmas tree put up. The green room was redone in Rococo style. By the time she had finished, she had refurbished the White House in its entirety, becoming the first lady, the first first lady to do so. Harrison took interest in the history of the White House, and she would 
of her personal tools, she ended the practice of selling up furnishing at the end of her presidential administration to preserve historic pieces from past administrations and mitigate a continual need of refurbishing. She especially took interest in China from previous administrations that had been have been stored in the attic, organizing and creating what would become the White House China Collection. She also designed China of her own to be used as the official White House China of her husband's presidency. She had her husband order a total account of the furniture in the White House that documented the history of every item. One such item, the Resolute Desk, was also used by subsequent presidents. Under her management, the White House hired its first art curator, a practice that would be revived by the Kennedy administration. Illness and Death in 1891, it was discovered that Harrison had tuberculosis. As her health declined, she delegated responsibility to relatives, primarily her daughter Mary. This caused conflict with the second lady and the wife of the Secretary of State, who both felt that they were entitled to the position. She traveled to spend the summer of 1892 in the Adirondack Mountains as the air was considered helpful for tuberculosis patients. After her condition became terminal, she returned to the White House when conditions worsened by suspicion that her husband had begun a romantic relationship with her niece, Mary Scott Dimmick. In respect for her illness, both her husband and his opponent limited their campaign activity in the 1892 presidential election. Mary Harrison died on October 20, 1892, two weeks before her husband was defeated for re-election. It, was, it is believed that she died from a combination of tuberculosis and another illness such as typhoid fever or influenza. Preliminary services were held in the East Room, and then her body was returned to Indianapolis for the final funeral at a church and a burial at Crown Hill Cemetery. Her duties, her duties as first lady, were taken over by the daughter Mary for the remainder of the term. In 1896, Benjamin married Mary Scott Dimmick. Legacy here is described as the underrated first lady who was more active than most first ladies of her generation. She is ranked poorly by historians, typically being placed in the bottom quartile in the historian polls. Coverage of Harrison in historical analysis has been limited. Early historical analysis of Harrison's performance as first lady often emphasized her role as a housekeeper, but her legacy has been reconsidered to include her advocacy for the arts, women's causes, and White House preservation. A bronze statue of Harrison was placed in the Oxford Community Arts Center Garden in 2018, the site proves being the location of the Oxford Female Institute. Harrison was celebrated in her day as a model of domestic life for proficiently managing the White House. In a rural White House hostess, she is described as an unsuccessful female, unable to maintain good relations with Washington society, and lacking the grandeur associated with past first lady. Her desire for privacy often superseded her duties as a public face of the White House. In particular, she was often compared to and sometimes overshadowed by her immediate predecessor, Francis Cleveland, who was much younger and widely beloved. Contemporary stories recognize Harrison for her renovation work in the White House, and her renovation project had a major effect on the future presidencies. Her projected proposals to remodel the White House would be adapted to a future renovation plan, resulting in the construction of the building of East Wing and West Wing, Francis Cleveland, who managed the White House both before and after Harrison, expressed her approval of the, of the renovations. Harrison's work remains one of the most comprehensive projects to affect the White House. Her measures to preserve the White House, China, and other furnishings have established long-standing collections. Thanks for listening to this profile of Carolyn Harrison. 
First Lady of the United States and wife of Benjamin Harrison. Have a good week and thank you for listening.